Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. And happy Wednesday. Welcome and welcome back. Oh boy, am I doing something, going through some things with this uh, new computer um, monitor and this um, mic. It's, this is why you should always count your blessings because just when you think something's not working right, you go get something new and it's even worse. <laughs> anyway, I've been fighting with this stupid mic and this monitor. Ugh. In and out, in and out. I think, I feel like it's worse than it was prior to me buying a new mic in the monitor. Anyway, um, happy Wednesday. And um, I am so glad that you guys are here. Now, there's some things I want to say. This this might be a little long one. Hopefully it's not though. But this, it might be. There's some things I want to say. And they're important things too. Okay. Um, first, I want to talk about this is a this is a daily lesson. But before I do this daily lesson, I just want to have some random discussions that are relevant. Okay, random discussions that are relevant. Now, I've been getting a lot of feedback from people. Excuse me. Some in the form of um, how they feel about going to church versus listening to um, the online lesson and then um, some other things that I'm going to address um, probably later on in the lesson but I will say this I want to give thanks to um, people in various careers now I always say I am the lone wolf when it comes down to um, doing these lessons. And yes, I am the voice of these lessons. But do not get it misunderstood in any way. I have a whole army behind me. A whole army, literally. I have a whole army. So I want you to know that this is a well-oiled machine, okay? It may be me and my husband that I talk about and my little kitty, but trust and believe this New York chickadee right here got an army behind her. Know that, understand that. Now, with that being said, this is the segue to me thanking my friends and family members, loved ones in every capacity in government, from the feds to the state to local governments, okay? I want to um, let them know and acknowledge them telling them they're, they're doing a great job. I also want um, my friends and family members in the educational system to let them know that they're doing a great job. I know there's a lot of 
people that's against you. There's a lot of things happening, but hang in there. That's what I'm going to say. Um, back to the, um, <laughs> the people in the local municipalities from NYPD. Thank you. I know a lot of people say they don't like um, NYPD and um, or just PD in New York State, period. But there are a lot of great people in the New York State Police Department. And when I say because there's there is a state department which are the um what is that when you get stopped on the highway state troopers yes the state troopers and the um NYPD itself in the city and the other municipalities within the state of New York there's a lot of good people there everybody in um New York state is not um when it comes down to the police department, is not a bad cop, a criminal cop, or whatever. There's some really good, pleasant um, individuals, very good character police officers in New York State. So I want to give them a shout out. I also want to give a shout out to, no, what did I give a shout out? I was in New York Police, um, uh, the educational system. I want to give a shout out to the nurses the nurses, some family members I had and good friends, nurses who have rose to the occasion since 2019, honey, I want to give them a shout out and tell them to keep pushing on no matter what. Because at one year, they was the heroes of everybody. And then next thing you know, they were like the, the scum of the earth. Like, what is going on? Anyway, I want to tell them to keep pushing through no matter what and stand strong okay um i have particular family members who train nurses um and i say stand strong you are doing a great job if you have not heard that from your bosses any superior you have you always been doing a good job okay then i want to talk about government i have a long history with the government and the court system Friends and family in the court system and in the government itself, okay? County and state government, all good workers. Not saying every last one of them. There are some people with questionable characters, but aside from that, they are good, good workers. Um, and I even want to talk about the feds, friends and family in the feds. You guys have been dumped on especially now going on with these different countries and, and uh, other things happening in the United States itself. I say, keep keeping on, hold on and be strong. I say that to say there's a lot of stuff going on in every municipality and every area of expertise I mentioned. And we together can stand strong. And that's, that's the upliftment I wanna give you. And I want to say this, we in New York, we stand ready. We always ready. We don't have to get ready because we already on ready, period. That's number one. Number two, um, I have been getting some information about people um, becoming physically sick. What I want to say about that is sometimes, and I'm not going to go into no um, medical stuff because I'm not. Um, a doctor, okay? 
But I will tell you this, and I always say when, when I start talking and I say stuff about myself, you'll learn a little bit about me. I have been trained in the area of nursing. Do I have my nursing degree? No, but I have gone to school for nursing and health, as well as the um, degrees that I have. I already told you I am a um, jack of all trades, okay? And a master of a few. I say that to say there's a lot of people that are complaining. And even in discussions, they're talking about body aches and stuff like that. A lot of times we have to go to the doctor. <laughs> and I understand about um, various doctors um, not having good character, not of good character. But there are some doctors that are of good character. So my suggestion is to go get your physical every year. Um, for those people who say that they don't have the finances to get a physical, there are ways of seeing a doctor in all 50 states, red states, blue states, purple states. There are ways of getting to see a doctor, whether you're going in on a, a sliding scale fee Meaning if you're underemployed or even unemployed, you can still see a doctor or whether you have insurance. Um, I'm speaking mostly to men. I have to say that because a lot of women just go to the doctor. I'm not saying every woman and I'm not saying every man doesn't go to the doctor, but a lot of them don't. So um, there's a lot of things that present, present themselves in different ways. You can have edema, you can have nerve problems, you can have um, um, all kinds of issues, gastrointestinal issues. You can have um, issues that concern diabetes. You can have lymph node issues, um, all kinds of issues that would present themselves to somebody who knows how to look at you and know that you have issues. And I'll give you an example. There's this guy um, who's on TV and he flips houses. Well, he had a knot on his um, on his neck. It was right on his larynx. And guess what? It was cancer. And a nurse who used to watch him looked at him and said, he got an issue. I need to contact this man to deliver this message that he got an issue. No, this man did not go to the doctor to deal with this issue and he was just doing whatever. And when he got that message from that nurse, he went to the doctor and they um, diagnosed him with cancer. I say that to say, we need to go and get a physical. Everybody, 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 go get a physical because in our lives, as we get older, things happen, especially in the United States, by the way that we eat and the things that we eat. You already know half the stuff we eat as um, citizens is not right. And every day, things get worse and worse as far as um, food is concerned. It's shot up with all kinds of um, antibiotics. It's all kinds of stuff is happening. This is why our children are obese. If you are not conscious enough to, um, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, simply because um, we're very busy as um, citizens in the United States. We really don't take the time to consciously read over our ingredients. And I already stressed this fact a few times, 
but we really need to, especially nowadays, food is becoming more and more scarce. We must be diligent in uh, reading labels and comprehending labels, understanding what these labels mean, because certain things can pose themselves as food, like cellulose. Cellulose is wood, wood pulp. They put that in cheese. For those people who like cheese, like po um, pasta cheese, there's a lot of wood pulp in um, cheese. Now, you can buy certain cheeses that don't have that wood pulp, but a lot of times this is filler. And what they would say, you have to look uh, for certain um, things like um, all natural flavoring or, um, like I said, cellulose, all these long words that mean something that's not um, nutritious. Now, wood pulp is not nutritious. Is it going to kill you if you eat it? No. But what's the nutritional value of wood pulp? I ask you. What? And why is it in the food? Simply because of supply and demand. If they could get away with um, putting something else in the food and presenting it as something that you know and love, they're, they're thinking, why would they question it? And then we have these long words. Why would you put something in your body that has a long word? I don't understand that. So anyway, um, back to what I was saying in regards to getting um, physicals. Many of us, as time goes on, sometimes our bodies break down. When we're young, we used to eat candy and do all of this other stuff, but it catches up with us as we grow older. So if you are not mindful to watch what you eat, watch your calories. Yes, I did say watch what you eat and watch your calories. Not only are you going to be obese, you're going to be sick. So I want people to watch themselves. And I want you to ask yourself this question. And I will always ask you to ask yourself various questions simply because I'm in that area of expertise um, of the mind. So I'm always asking you to ask yourself these questions so that you can um, elevate. If you're asking yourself these questions, then you acknowledge yourself. You acknowledge yourself and you're giving yourself the grace to answer yourself so that you can do better. Okay? So I ask you, um, think about the things that you are eating. Think about the things that you are buying and think about whether or not you could just make it at home. Okay? If you're eating at home, and I know a lot of people are busy, if you're eating at home, you know what's in the food because you already purchased it you have full um, conscious acknowledgement of what you purchased and you're able to put certain things together to make a meal. So my suggestion is when you go to that market and we consciously have to make various choices now because inflation, which will continue to climb. So we really have to be conscious as to what we're going to buy. So with that, uh, purchasing power that you have, be more cognizant of what's in the food that you're buying. Okay? Because you only get one body, you only get one life. Do the best you can with it. Um, and um, in regards to pains, like I said, if, um, if you are having various pains, please go to the doctor. Sometimes a neck 
pain or arm pain or whatever, it can present themselves as just an individual pain, but it could be your spine. Or it could be that um, you are on the verge of having a stroke. Or it could be anything. Check everything from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Check everything because everything is relevant. You already know I say this all the time. Life is like an onion. You look at the onion. I said tree before, but I'm going to say another metaphor. It's like an onion. You look at this onion and you think the onion is an overall onion. Okay, there's nothing to this onion. All I see is this bulb, which is an onion and some skin on it. But onions have many layers, many layers that are all connected to that one onion. So there's more than meets the eye. That's what I'm basically trying to tell you. Okay, physically and spiritually. But right now I'm just talking about the physical part. We should always be mindful to take care of ourselves. And that's physiologically, mentally, and emotionally. Okay? We have to be able to do that. And um, especially the caretakers out there. If you can't take care of yourself, how the hell you going to take care of somebody else? Which brings me back to saying the word hell. Now, um, I have heard in passing, people don't like me saying hell. People as in two people don't like me saying hell. The only thing I could do about that is don't listen. I'm going to say hell and I'm going to say demon. I feel like on this platform, this is my platform, okay? I am the type of person that can be your auntie, your cousin, your sister, all right? Your grandmama, if you're young. I'm going to say damn. And I'm going to say hell. Okay? Both of them are in the scriptures. I will say them from time to time just to drive a point home. That's the purpose of saying it. Just to drive a point home. Because sometimes you can just talk. And it not really be meaningful until you hear a word like that. And then it forces you to take notice. So that is the reason why I do it. So now to the um, the fourth thing. Um, I want to say for those people who are being bullied, those people who are um, in a relationship or interpersonal relationship um, that is not quite right, not going your way, you're on the short end of the stick or you're working at a job that you're really stuck in, um, you may like the job itself, but just not the personnel. This is what I want to say to you. Um, I want you to rise above all the malicious behavior of people. Um, all their arrogance, all their jealousies. Um, we're all human, okay? Um, and the more elevated we become, because we... I, if you're listening to this, you are seeking the most high and you become elevated. The more elevated you become, the more you um, have to understand that people are going to move away from you, especially if they're in the world. So that's not a bad thing. Um, the most high gets you to a place so that he can teach you. You cannot be taught when you're distracted. And there's a lot of things that distract us as human beings, number one, especially in the United States. There's a lot of stuff going on. Okay, it's too much turmoil and stuff going on. So we have to be on our P's and Q's at all times. But I want you to give yourself the grace to just fall back and relax. Give yourself some time to de-stress, okay? 
Give yourself some time to deprogram. Okay, give yourself um, a moment to talk to somebody who's professional. Give yourself a moment to meditate. Give yourself a moment, moment to talk to the most high. Give yourself a moment to veg out and watch TV and just not think. Give yourself some time to be you. Catch up with you because you're already caught up or catching up with everything else, but you're not catching up with you. So that's what I want you to do. Okay. So that's it for the random uh, discussions. Now I want to talk about this lesson. Let me take my tea break. And just to give you some, hold on, let me take the tea break. Just to give you some um, information and some updates about my throat. My throat is doing well. My speech and pathologist said I'm doing great. I'm doing various exercises, but it it's going to take a little time. This is why I'm still not doing lives, but that's all right because my throat is getting stronger. My larynx is doing well. I'm doing these exercises and it actually is working. Now, as a regular person who cooks our own meals and does things like that, when I'm speaking with the pathologist, she's advising me to do different things to strengthen my throat, not only calorically, but also vocal exercises, which were good. Now, I'm somebody who I, I, I pride myself in having good common sense, okay? Um, when we were having these discussions, I was saying to myself, now I understand because I'm very cognizant of what I put in my body and how I feel. I am very connected to myself, my spirit, very connected. So I understand what I need to do to keep my body in tip top shape. So when we're talking, even, even having this discussion with her, I think to myself, wow, I need to always be on guard, always, always, because something she said to me really hit a chord and it made me think, and this is what I was saying to her today, what you said to me made me think in regards to what I'm I'm consuming. So like I said, I am very um, selective in what I'm consuming, but too much of anything can definitely affect your body and what she was saying to me while I was just telling her the typical things that I eat what she was saying to me made a difference what I was consuming although it is healthy too much of it was not going well for my throat so she gave me that to think about and um along with some other things in regards to uh, the stress in my neck and in my shoulders, which affects the throat. I understand that everything articulates. Like I said, went to school for nursing. I understand. Um, so thinking about that, a conscious thought, because we could just have, we could think about things and it's not a real conscious thought. It's just like, okay, I don't thought about it. Let's move on. But thinking about what she said really drove something home uh, with me. And I'm sharing it with you. It's always good 
to visit a doctor and have a conversation with a doctor because this is how you can get down to the bottom of what could be wrong with you. Like I said, that nurse watched that man who um, flips houses and saw that he had a cancerous tumor on his throat. Now, why didn't he pay attention to that? And it was protruding. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, okay, well, you know, today I just did that. Uh-uh. Um, cancerous cells don't grow overnight, okay? You got to understand what a cell is and the life, uh, the life, um, what is it, the lifeline of a cell or the life, um, the life of a cell. I'll just say it like that. The life of a cell is only a couple of days. If it continues to grow into something else, it becomes cancerous. At any time, that could happen. And because your body's in tip-top shape, you don't have cancer. But when cancer, when cells go rogue, they cause, cause cancer. This is why I'm saying it's good to um, get um, checkups. And that's what I have to say about that, because anything could be happening, especially if you're older or if your caloric intake isn't what it should be. Yeah, it's good to... Um, just get a check. Find somebody that you're comfortable with and get a, a checkup. And like I said, in um, any socioeconomic um, position that you're in, you're able to see a doctor. You are. Because there are um, city hospitals and there are public hospitals and then there's private hospitals. Private hospitals don't have to see you. But public hospitals do because... Um, Social services funds that, okay? How do I know that? I already told you I worked in government. Okay, so um, this is the lesson. Let me take another tea break. This is the lesson. Hold on. I have my light positioned in another, another way, and it's just very awkward for me. So... This is the lesson. Why do people lie? And exactly where do lies come from? Now, why am I doing this lesson about lies? Simply because people are lies. They just lie. Some people lie. I'm going to tell you why some people lie. But anyway. Um, on this planet, Earth, people lie. All the time. All the time. So let's go on with the lesson. Throughout your life, lifetime, you will hear a lie told by a family member, a friend, a co-worker, or anybody else in society today. And this raises morality issues. The question is, why do people lie? And why do they feel they have to lie? Um, is it something that would save their lives? Is it a necessary evil? quote unquote, meaning um, it's necessary to get through life, is it? Also, where exactly do lies come from? We will discuss in this lecture. The art, quote unquote, of telling lies goes way back to biblical days. And even before that, before the earth was formed, there were lies. We see this within the scriptures, both the Old and the New Testaments. As a matter of fact, Yeshua informs the apostles and all the rest of the people that was around him 
that the devil was a liar from the beginning. And he's the father of lies. So that is exactly how far it goes back. I will discuss the devil's lies as well as how people started lying. And we will discuss this in various parts as well as the world system that lies. We will deal with the systematic lies from the top to the bottom, meaning I will go from a macro scale, which is the world, to a micro scale individual these systems child they gotta stop anyway i first like to define the word lie and it's from the oxford dictionary now the word lie is just that an untruth okay the word lie is an untruth something that is not true a story now i'm going to define the word liar. Liar is a person who tells untruths. Okay. Now the synonyms of liar is deceiver, fibber, falsifier, teller of lies, teller of untruths, a perjurer, a fabricator, a romancer, um, a fabulous etc. Now that we have that definition, let us discuss the devil, who is the ultimate liar. Remember, he's the father of lies. Okay. When the children of the heavens, meaning the angelic beings, were all together in the heaven of heavens, they were instructed, and this is in um, Genesis, in the Bible, in, um, hold on, In the Bible, in the book of Yeshia, in the book of Jubilees, etc. Um, when the angelic beings were in the heavens of he the heaven of heavens, they were instructed to glorify man that was made in the Most High's image. And many of the beings were happy to do so, except for the devil and his minions, who tried to defy the Most High. Um. And the devil uh, said to the Most High, well, he didn't say to the Most High, he told the angels that he wasn't doing it, okay? He's not worshiping clay matter. He's not worshiping um, feeble people, human beings. He's fire of fire. Why would he worship clay and matter? He's not doing it. And neither did the people under him, Okay. One third of the angels was thrashed down with the devil to earth. One third. And how many angels are there? The scriptures say out of all the people who ever lived on the earth, there's an angel for each and every one of them. Now, how old is the earth? Ask yourself that question. As many people that walked the earth from the beginning until now, there was an angel that walked with them. This is scriptural. Just giving you some highlights and some information. Okay? So, um, then the devil said that he's not going to worship man. He ain't going to glorify him. He ain't going to do nothing. He ain't going to cherish him. None of that. Then the devil said that he was going to put his throne up against the most highs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read the scripture to you. Isaiah 14, 12 through 15 from King James. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou 
cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of the Most High. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Mm -hmm. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. That's what the Most High so, um, Isaiah. So, the devil's plan was to destroy Yah's creation. So, he got indignant with a cantankerous attitude. And with that, he was thrust down to earth. While down on earth, the devil had no real power. So, Adam didn't have any problems with him. He didn't fear him. But the devil had a plan to change everything. When y'all instructed Adam with that one statue slash precept command, he only had one. There was only one statue that Adam had to follow. Okay? And the expectation was that he would follow it without incident. Okay? It's supposed to be a simple command from the Most High. Being that he has so many other things to occupy his time, that one command was given to him. Now, don't think that the Most High didn't know that he was going to do what he was going to do. Remember, the Most High did all this before the foundation of the world, before he formed Adam, the um, the creatures of spirit. Everybody, he already did it. Through Yahshua and the Ruach. That's how he formed everything. He did. Now, the devil was focused on deceiving Adam, meaning lying to him. Adam, and oh, excuse me, and deceiving Adam any way he could. So when Eve was created, the devil spun a way to deceive, which is a lie, both Adam and Eve by deceiving Eve, who was the fairer sex. After the devil accomplished his dastardly lie, there became the start of the lengthy history of lies. Now, the first lie that the devil would ascend, the first lie that the devil said was that he would ascend up to the heavens and plant his throne um, in the opposition of the Most High. But he lied to himself about that. So the devil even lied to himself. Okay. However, he did become the God of this earth and he does have reign on earth. However, his throne is nowhere near the Most High's. And since Yah is the father of all spirits, this is scriptural, the devil was reduced to doing Yah's bidding in the form of being used to weed out the rebels and devour people like a devouring lion. If they were not walking in the spirit, meaning living a fleshly existence and not elevating in the spirit, he would be able to devour you. With the devil's first lie came many thousands of other lies because the devil deceived Cain and his line and then Cain's line deceived many others. Even within the children of Seth, which is in the book of Enoch, the book of Jashia, um, not only that, the fallen angels lied. 
by posing, quote unquote, as men. This is in the book of Yeshia, the book of Enoch, and other prophetic books. The mixing and mingling with flesh, spirits mixing and mingling with flesh, meaning the fallen angels who were the watchers, mingling with flesh, thereby defiling themselves. Per the Most High, this brought on the deluge. Okay, this was a part of it because it was too much sin. The Most High brought on a deluge. Now, since Yeshua said that the devil is the father of lies, the devil had planted his lies within the hearts of men, starting with Adam, okay? And it never stopped until now. I already told you, Adam gave his power away. He gave it away, okay, through Eve. And then he tried to make an excuse, which is another lie. An excuse is a lie. It's a lazy lie. Okay. Now, we will discuss the lies of the nations of the earth. We in the macro system, Lord. And I want to, I want you to think about what that means when I explain this. There are some nations that have, quote unquote, lied to get what they wanted out of other nations. And if they didn't get it by lying, which was plan A, then they will resort to plan B which would mean that they would take what they wanted by any means necessary. Now, I want you to understand that with one fleshly attribute comes another. Okay, or other fleshly attributes. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me explain. By defining flesh using the adjectives, which is actually fleshly, and what the devil does to and with the flesh. The definition is from the Webster's Dictionary. Now, I want to define fleshly, which is an adjective. And that means corporeal or bodily, of relating to or characterized by indulgence of bodily appetites, especially lascivious fleshly desires okay um it also says not spiritual meaning worldly fleshly in a sense having a sensuous quality uh fleshly art the synonyms are carnal earth born earth bound earthly material mundane temporal terrene terrestrial and worldly now I'm going to define corporeal, relating to a person's body, especially as opposed to their spirit. Why is that important? Oh, we're going to get down to that. But the most high, um, the devil, not the, mo the most high works in the spirit, but the devil works in the flesh. You already know and understand that the flesh and the spirit war. Why? I already told you um, psychologically and I told you spiritually, but I'm going to say it again spiritually. The spirit wants to do what the most high says. The spirit, the ultimate spirit is the Ruach. It, you cannot hear what the Ruach is saying. You can't walk in the spirit. You can't do none of that without the Ruach's um, attention to you and elevating you. Okay, You can't do it. You have, in psychology, it's, I would say it like this. 
there's an ego, an id, and a superego. Think of the id as the flesh. Think of the ego as the consciousness, which it actually is. And think of the superego as the spirit. Now, what happens with them? They're fighting. The ego's in the middle. Okay? You don't know which way to go. This is why the scriptures say that they're at war. But you must beat that flesh down. You must beat that id down because the id is the pleasure principle. Okay? It always wants what it wants. And the sad thing is, is that we living in a country. I live in the United States. We living in a country that is ruled by people's egos and ids. Uh-huh. The ego is following that id everywhere. Like a sheep to the slaughter. It doesn't listen to the super ego. It just listens to the id. That's what the ego does. Oh yeah, it has the capacity to listen to the super ego. But it won't. It's going to the id. Because guess what? It's having fun doing whatever it wants. Not being responsible. Now I want you to think about what's happening today in different countries with their governmental uh, rulings, okay? Well, some some countries have a um, democratic government, quote unquote, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> um, and they, well, they say they have a, a democracy, but it could be something else disguised as a democracy. Some people are totalitarian um, governments. Some people, you know, they have been ruling forever, but it's just a group of them. So any way that they do this, it's not a productive um, spiritual way, I would say. Not an elevated spiritual way, not a moral way. Because people just doing whatever they want to now. And we're going to get into it. Now, why did I define fleshly and what does it have to do with lies? Well, the devil lies and he uses those lies to deceive the flesh, meaning a fleshly mind. And there are perks, quote unquote, that the flesh gets to do when it's being deceived. And this is why it doesn't move. It stays right in that lie because it's having fun. Yay. And one of those um, perks is that it's fun to lie. Now, there are many other things that the flesh gets to do while under the devil's deception, but we are currently concentrating on the lies. I want you to remember that this is this will only go on for a certain amount of time, according to the Most High, until the Most High turns things around. Then there'll be literally hell to pay. There will be hell to pay. Is that word hell? Okay, you're going to be damned. Anyway, so we know that many nations lie. And some of the lies they tell uh, have been throughout history. Okay, and they were and are. Okay, and this is just some and not, it's not limited to what I'm going to say. And it's not in any particular order. But these are, this is what some countries say. Now, when I say this, I want you to think about Daniel's dream in the four um, countries that conquered the children of Israel, okay? I uploaded the um, book of Daniel. You could um, 
meditate on that. It's being read to you. So you can meditate on that. And then I uploaded another um, scriptural guest lesson from Kingdom Prepper. And um, he actually shows you the dream that um, Daniel had. So it shows you um, this statue with different types of metals on it. So that's important because those are the four um, nations uh, the four of the last nations that conquered the children of Israel. Because remember, they've been in the bondage several times. And several doesn't mean seven. It means multiple times. So they were in bondage a lot. Just not as long as those four conquering nations. Excuse me. Okay? Now I'm going to define this. So we know um, many nations lie. And some of the lies they tell throughout history were and are, we want to help you become a better country. Why would they say that? Why are these nations nowadays doing something for free? Ask yourself that question. When I was taking economics in undergrad, this is what I heard from the professor. You ready for it? There's no such thing as free lunch. If you're getting something free, something's wrong. Everything costs. Now, that's fleshly. I'm not talking about spiritually. Because spiritually, yeah, you can get things free. Yahshua uh, freely sacrificed, God sacrificed for us. Nobody didn't pay him, nobody didn't do nothing. He went and paid the bill for all of us. That, yeah, he freely went and paid the bill for all of us. That's uh, spiritual. I'm not talking about spiritual. I'm just talking about fleshly because when it comes down to lies, it's fleshly. So like I said, countries could say, oh, we want to help you be a better country. Now, if you believe that, I got a bridge I want to say. And it's cheap. The next thing they would say is, oh, we want to provide you with healthy food. Now, I've been uploading things and I say everything is relevant. So why would one country just want to offers another country some food healthy food oh yeah this is for you and your nation yes especially first nations they ain't doing nothing for nobody for free nothing everything costs everything another one is we want to help your people educationally yeah mm-hmm another one is we want to assist your people medically uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For the children of Israel. You ever read that book, Medical Apartheid? Read it. Another one would be, we need your people to help us build infrastructure. Now, I am very facetious when I say that one. You know what that means. Okay? I'm going to say it again. We need your people to help us build infrastructure. If anybody whose nation has ever been massacred, you understand what that means. Another one is, we want to make sure you have a healthy economy. Mm -hmm. Another one is, we would like to help you build your infrastructure by moving into your country and assisting you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh child that's a big one 
Another one is we want to share in your resources of your country. What can we do to trade? Mm -hmm. And last but not least, we want to be partnered with you in your country. So we want to protect you from others that may try to control you. Now, why would a country want to do that? I told you to ask yourself while I'm reading these examples, ask yourself what countries could possibly do something like that. And they do it every day and have been doing it for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Nobody doing nothing for free. I never heard of it and neither have you. Now we know full well that no first nation has ever said that to any developing nation but you know exactly what type of quote unquote diplomatic suggestions they've made to various first, um, from various first nations um, historically and even today. And it's never changed. We know that the nations do this and these nations consist of governments and governing bodies of various kinds. So what does that mean? It means that these are fleshly men and women who make these decisions and demands and strong suggestions, quote unquote, to other governments of developing nations, aka Bolina. This continues to occur within the macro system of the world. Okay. This happens globally. Look at look what's happening now. Look what's happening now to independent nations. Okay, they don't want to be under a conglomerate of somebody else's nation. They want to be independent and they was doing just fine before you came. I don't care if they used to be a part of your nation or not. They want to be autonomous. Leave them alone. Now, let us look at similar, uh, smaller systems, aka the mesosystem. These systems consist of, of governing bodies within the nations, also various municipalities that govern um, like city levels and state levels. An example would be something like um, a governmental body using quote unquote block grants. This is just an example of what happens when lies are spewed. These are all lies. When um, governing bodies on um, state system and local system are issued block grants from the federal system for various social services for the rich and for the poor. For those people who don't know um, their social services for the rich, yes, there are. Okay, a lot of times uh, when people talk about this welfare, aka social service system, it's mainly for the rich. Mm -hmm. But what they do is it's all this rhetoric about the poor people getting everything when in reality, uh, poor people get pennies on a dollar of social service and a large percentage actually goes to social services for the rich, okay? I already discussed this before, but I'm giving you an example of how the lies are uh, being spun how propaganda is being spun and how people pay attention to the lies that are being spun. 
Okay. They don't do no research. They don't have no understanding about it. They just go along with it like zombies. So like I said, um, an example would be something like uh, governmental bodies, feds, issuing block grants to various social services like Section 8, um, uh, food stamps, um, Medicaid, etc. Okay. Um, and like I said, more, more social services go to the rich and not in that form. The form that it goes to the rich is um, tax breaks or no taxes for you. Um, um, yeah, large tax breaks, large sums of money that they could get at any time and have low um, terms in um, paying it back. Whereas the average person has a high um, return rate that they have to pay it back. So they get all kinds of breaks, but you don't hear a peep out of them. Remember how long it took for them to um, get 45 taxes? They already had 45 taxes. They already knew. I'm going to say something about 45. And everybody already knows who 45 is. One thing I can say about him, he was honest when he first got to Congress and he was lighting them on fire. But as his term continued to go through those four years there was all kinds of issues i'm not saying um 45 was 100 wrong i can't say that because there was times that he was right and he was lighting people on fire and they deserve to be lit on fire so in in terms of 45 he was paying low taxes but there's some people who pay no taxes okay in the grand scheme of things, at least he paid that. Because there's some people, some big names. Think about them names. They don't pay none. Zero, zip, zilch, goose egg. Okay? So this is why we got to understand what's happening. Okay? And a lot of people get gaslit, a.k.a. lied to, about poor people receiving large sums of money, i.e., welfare queens and kings. Remember in the 80s when they used to say those people who's older and the people who live in the United States? Remember they used to say, all oh, these welfare queens and kings, they going up in here and they buying this and buying that. Honey, when was it ever that you getting paid more than the 100 percentile or the two, uh, 100 percentile or the 200 percentile? It ain't never been that way. Never. How do I know? I already told you I used to work for the government. Okay? several branches. So where is it that they getting paid and they running off and, and like a fat rat? Where? And even in the, um, the population themselves who receive social services, some of them didn't get nothing. Whereas some people finagled and got stuff. They would get a lawyer to get social services because they had the money to get the lawyer to hide, hide money. You're not going to mess with me when it comes down to that. And that's my area of expertise. But anyway, so like I said, um, I'm, I'm going to re-say it. Some people are gaslit, AAA, lied to, and they run with it with no facts, no truths. I already told you facts change, but at least have a fact that is true at that time before it changes. These people don't have no facts. They are just fed propaganda and they regurgitate it. 
Okay. So people are being gaslit into saying, oh, the, the quote unquote um, welfare king and queen. And at that time, it had a face, a brown face. It was a melanated face. It wasn't a non-melanated face. Okay. Um, and the reality is that social services for the rich far exceed social services for the poor. That's the truth. By a large percentage. I would even go so far as to say the top 1% of the rich don't even contribute to paying taxes. Yet they are the ones who predominantly receive social welfare, leaving a small amount to the 99 percentile of those who really need it. Nevertheless, the lie is that most social services, quote unquote, go to the poor, people who abuse it. Lies. Another lie is that minorities are predominantly on social services, but that is another gross untruth that has been spun for decades and even hundreds of years since the law of social services came into play in terms of eligibility and financial status. Um, I hope you know that the initial, the initial law of social services when it was um, developed didn't even include the children of Israel at all. No melanated people. It was not designed for you. Just saying. Again, this happens on the federal, state, and local levels. Now that we know of the second system of the world that lies, let us look at even a smaller system, okay? And that is of individual systems. Now, this, uh, this situation could come around full circle because individuals together in a collective can become larger systems within the level that I previously mentioned, so don't forget that. But on an individual level, people lie, hold on, because of the following, and I'm gonna the following examples, but remember, it is not the true reason, it's just a mask of the reason that could unfurl the onion into the true reason, which is wickedness planted by the seeds of Belaya, who is the devil. Now, some of these um, lies, I'm talking about people, individuals, your friends, your family members, whoever you know, okay? And these are the excuses um, why they lie. They lie because they can get away with it. Mm -hmm. These are some reasons why they lie. It's not the lies that they're telling, it's the reasons why they lie. So this is what I'm reading. Reading. Um, they lie because they can get away with it. Nobody checks them. They lie because they were taught to lie from the loved ones, family members, and friends, and nobody checks it. They lie because it comes natural for them, and nobody checks it. They lie because it makes things more fun or colorful and or interesting to shake things up. Nobody checks it. They lie because it's a pathology. It's abnormal. They lie because they're bored. They lie because they're terrible human beings. Mm -hmm. The devil's dealing with them fleshly. They lie because they're complacent, lazy. They lie to get out of trouble. They lie because it's 
um, they're not honest with themselves. They don't know how to be. They don't know how to be honest. Okay? They've been lying so long, they believe their own lies. And an and a untruth or a fact that's not true that goes on perpetually for a long period of time becomes the truth to somebody, even though it's a two-left-foot lie. On to what I was saying. They lie to make themselves look richer, prettier, more handsome, more interesting, funnier, taller, shorter, bigger, smaller, etc. You know, social media, you can be anything you want. The metaverse, you can be anything you want. As well as a host of other reasons why people lie. With the reasons I just presented, I want you to think to yourself, do I know someone who does this or do I do this? And if you do, now is the time to consciously stop the madness of lies. Yes, madness are a form, madness is a form of, um, lies are a form of madness, excuse me. Lies are a form of madness because of where it originated and how it continues to perpetuate. We can stop this type of behavior at any time, but we don't. We can also stop being around liars and hold them accountable for their lies, but we don't. We allow it to continue. And this is why we are in the position we're in as human beings. We don't stop the madness, or at least we feel that this is something that will go away. But if we believe that, then we're still in the flesh. Because only the flesh believes lies because they go right along with the lies. Now, I want to discuss some scriptures to drive my point home. And while I am reading these scriptures, I want you to think about this message as well as the scripture that I'm going to read and understand that on the inside of this onion is its core. And the core points right to the devil, who is the God of this world. He knows that his time is up and he roams around looking for souls to devour, as well as wicked spirits, as the wicked spirits, who are the most high, um, the most high strip these wicked spirits in the beginning of time. Um, and they also roam around and entice and harass humans, the most high cursed them to be wicked spirits on the earth. And we already read through this at the book of Enoch. I did upload the book of Enoch and I have done lessons um, concerning the book of Enoch. Please check the platform library for all your needs. Mm -hmm. It's a fully packed library. Okay. Um, I'm going to read some scriptures. All right, here's the scriptures that I want to discuss. All right. These are the scriptures in regards to lies. 2 Corinthians 10, 2 through 5, King James Version. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some 
which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the most high to pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of the most high and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of the Mashiach. Okay, so that's one. We already know we're not fighting flesh and blood. The lies come from a fleshly, carnal um, body who thinks carnally and fleshly. Okay. Now I'm going to discuss um, fleshly scriptures. Romans 5, excuse me, Romans 8 and 5, King James. For they are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Two different things, two different things. You already know that the, um, the flesh and the spirit war, okay? It can't be those fleshly desires in there with the spirit. Mm -mm. Romans 8 and 8. Those who are of flesh cannot please the most high. Romans 8 and 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. It says. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, we talked about that, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of the Most High. What did he say? You won't be with the Most High. Because the most high gets the last laugh. I already said what I said. Galatians 5 and 16. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Corinthians 10 and 13. And this is very important to know. No temptation has taken over you that is not common to man. The most high is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. What did he say? Shaul told the Corinthians, there is nothing that you can't get over. Okay, because the Most High made you like Teflon. I already said what I said. Okay, the Most High does not make things hard for his children. Now, if you're not walking in the spirit, and you feel like, oh, no, this is too, oh, it's too much for me to deal with. Like some people say the laws are too much to deal with. But if you was walking in the spirit, you wouldn't have to deal with it. Uh-huh. Okay. Let me see if I did. Hold on. Romans 8 and 8 and 8 and 6. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to do this next one, then I'm going to move on. 
Romans 8 and 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds to the things of the spirit. Meaning, if you worldly, you're going to think everybody is worldly. So you're just going to keep going on happily being worldly. Mm -hmm. And just being comfortable in your worldly desires until it's time to reap what have been sown. Uh-huh. Most high said, who is Yeshua in the flesh, that there will be, uh, from the wheat and the tares, he will be tearing down the tares and throwing them in the fire and taking his wheat. Stop playing. Okay, so now I want to talk about lies. Mm-hmm. That's a word I'm going to say. Lies. Before I do lies, I want to see if there was something else that I missed. Mm, no. Okay, so I'm going to do lies. Verses about lies. Let's talk about lies. All right. Hold on. Proverbs 24 and 25. And this is the ESV, English Standard Version. Whoever says to the wicked, you are in the right, will be cursed by peoples abhorred by nations. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 12 and 22. Lion lips are an abomination to the Most High, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you this too. In regards to lies, I will read Corinthians 10 and 13 again. And I will say, in regards to lies, no temptation has ever taken over you that is not common to any other man. The Most High is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. So there's no excuse for you to say, oh, no, even Adam. Nope, you can't tempt the Most High. Everybody knows that. You can't tempt them. You, the devil didn't try to tempt Yahshua. Everybody. You can't play with the Most High. That's why I always say you're not going to play with the Most High because he don't play no games. I'm not just saying it just to say it. Most High don't play no games. So like I said, and I'm going to say it again, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, no temptation has taken over you that is not common to man. The Most High is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So what is he saying? None of that nonsense is going to take over you because you already know that the devil is a roaring lion seeking who he made devour. He's a liar. And he's been lying and tempting and deceiving this world. I did a lesson about deception, destruction. Um, I forgot the old one. But I did that. And as a matter of fact, that's a real old lesson. Years old. So you got to understand the wiles of the devil. You got to understand the methods of the devil. 
and then you'll be able to navigate. First Timothy, first Timothy 1 and 10, the, sexual, uh, the sexually immoral men who practice homosexuality, um, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Sound doctrine, the most high's doctrine, is the true doctrine. Okay? Let the most high be the truth and every man be a liar. That's the true doctrine. Everything else is a lie. Okay? First John 2 and 4, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth ain't in him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay, let me move on. Proverbs 12 and 19, truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is before a moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, because all truth will be revealed. That's why it's only going to be for a moment. And according to the most high, everything is a moment because a thousand years is a day and a day and a thousand years. I already told you what it is. Adam lived for 900 and what is it? 930 years. And it wasn't even a day to the most high. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're not going to play with the most high. Mm-mm. Peter 2, 3 and 9. The most high is not slow to fulfill his promise. He sure ain't. As some count slowness, but he's patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Even the, even the devil, the most high is just waiting. Mm -hmm. He got his time of consummation, honey. And when that time is up, people are going to be real sorry. That's prophecy. People are going to be real, 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 real sorry. Got one more before I move on. Romans 2 and 12 and 2, excuse me. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It says renewing, but I'm in the um, ESV of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of the most high and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm -hmm. Can't be a liar and be perfect. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. one more and then I'll, I'll move on Isaiah 6 5 through 7 and I said woe is me for I am lost for I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king of the most high of hosts then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hands a burning coal that had been taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen to a lot of people. Yes, I mean. All right. Let me see if I have. Any more I would like to discuss. Give me a minute. Proverbs 14 
11 through 13. The house of the wicked will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. But the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, the way is to death. Even in laughter, the heart may ache. And the end of joy may be grief. And don't you forget that. Okay? Don't you forget that. Should I read it again, baby? Because my baby's in the back. He said, read it again. All right. This is from the ESV, so it's in plain language. The house of the wicked will be destroyed. I already told you. The most high already told you he's going to win, honey. Okay? News flash. Okay? He's going to win. But out of the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Okay, so everybody being lied to until you elevate, wake up and elevate. Even the laughter, the heart may ache and the end of joy may be grief. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Tell them, babe, they can barely hear you because you know you ain't up in the mic. But yes, yes, you laugh now, cry later. Uh huh. Proverbs 10 and 18, the one who conceals hatred has lying lips and whoever utters slander is a fool. Uh-huh. You know, one of the commandments is don't lie and slandering people. You ain't supposed to be slandering nobody because while you pointing one finger at somebody, three fingers are being pointed at you. You can't talk about nobody slander, especially if you don't know them. And talk about stuff about him. What are you doing? Sorry, ma'am. What are you doing? Okay. There's six things. And this is Proverbs 6. I'm going to read one more and then I'm going to leave. Proverbs 6, 16 through 24. There are six things that the Most High hates. Seven that are an abomination to him. Forty eyes, a lion tongue, notice that second, and hands that shed innocent blood murder, a heart that deceives, devises wicked plans, sorry, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness lies, who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord uh -huh, among brethren. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. That's how important the commandments are. That's how important they are. Mm. Just last one and then I'm gonna go. I know it's so many good ones. So many, so many good ones. But this one is Proverbs uh, 3, 3 through 8. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of the most high and man trust in the most high with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding never do that because we are fleshly beings 
Okay, we are the little light in a fleshly coat. If we think fleshly, we are fleshly. When we elevate and we ask the most high for wisdom and understanding, he gives it to us. Okay, we're not going to always have the right thing to say. We're not going to always have the answers. The more um, elevated you become, and this is, I'm just going to say something before I finish this um, This um, Proverbs 3, um, 3 and 8. Solomon was a very um, smart, intelligent person who had a lot of wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Spiritual wisdom tops earthly wisdom. When he asked for wisdom to govern the kingdom, the Most High was very impressed. With this wisdom, he said in Proverbs and other books, and I'm paraphrasing, the more you come to know the more you come to know as, um, as a human being and come to know earthly things, the more you know that you don't know nothing. The more you learn about the most high, you learn you don't know nothing. That's humility. Some people need to be humble. Just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees became um, very um, haughty, they became egomaniacs. Everything they said, they believed was the truth. And it wasn't true. Even Yeshua said it. This is going to trip you up, Pharisees and Sadducees. You can't get so courty that you believe your own stuff to be the end all and be all. For me, myself, I always say, keep me honest. If I feel like I'm saying something and it ain't right, I welcome somebody to help me be truthful and honest. That is not an insult to me. And it shouldn't be an insult to you. We need to be walking in this together. It shouldn't be who's against whom. Okay? Not um, Nobody is an island. Nobody knows everything. You have to be humble enough to seek the answers. This is why it says in the scriptures, no man can teach you. Because the Most High is not given any one man, except for Yeshua, who is Yah in the flesh, all of that knowledge. Wisdom brings knowledge. Wisdom is a spirit that brings knowledge. You have to ask for wisdom to bring knowledge to you. That's what uh, Solomon did. He asked the Most High for wisdom. What did the Most High do? Give it to him. He gave it to him. Woo, it was a lot. That's what you got to ask. You can't just read scriptures and go, okay, it's this and that. There's a lot of things I can't interpret. I am perfectly humble, fine, and all good not knowing everything. I know that. I mean, it takes somebody humble um, to know that and understand that. You can't be like the Pharisees and Sadducees and just say, okay, here, this is it. And if anybody's saying anything against it, you're lying. You're the one with the false doctrine. You're the one with the Israel. I say, everybody need to do their homework and ask the most high. Sometimes people can't interpret what's said. What's said. And that's not an insult. I'm just saying everybody don't know everything. Okay? And I'm the first one who say, I don't know everything. All right. I came from a different place from everywhere and from everybody else who has their platform. They came from a different place. I came from a different place. Everybody. This is why everybody should check, check themselves, be humble. And if you can help somebody else, like I said, make me honest, help me to be honest. 
I don't have a problem with that. And nobody else should either if they walking in the spirit because you got to worship the most high in spirit and in truth. Okay? T-R-U-T-H. You got to. You can't say, oh, it's this and that's it. And if somebody else say it, it's a lie. Come on now. Back to Proverbs um, 3, um, 3 through 8. And I'm going to say it from the beginning again. Then I'm going to wrap this up. Let no steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of the Most High and man. Trust the Most High with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Most High and he will direct your paths be not wise in your own eyes fear the most high and turn away from evil okay nobody should be wise in their own eyes we all coming from a place of experience all of us all elders we all coming from a place of experience okay my experience may not be your experience i'm not fighting you Okay, and hopefully you won't be onerous against me. You know, some people become very onerous. They shouldn't. Egos get in the way. Everybody's uh, feathers are ruffled. I mean, I don't even take it like that. I'm, I respect everybody. I give everybody shoutouts, but. I'm not going to go through no lies and I ain't going to tell no lies and I'm going to correct and admonish and prick hearts. That's what I do. Okay. And I don't have no problem. Nobody pricking my, I'm not going to take it personal because we all walking in this together. This is how it is. My skin is not thin and I don't have a big ego. I can stand correction. No problema. You know, I, I fully said that I learned from a few people along with getting my own credential. Okay, along with um, learning with a bishop, and I know <laughs> now if I knew then what I know now, I was like bishop, like. But like I said, I'm humble enough to learn from everybody, and we should all be like that. This is why the children of Israel is in the uh, position they are now. Everybody's haughty and stiff necked and got egos the size of the moon, and it shouldn't be that way. Talking about I'm this and I'm that. Stop puffing yourself up. It doesn't scare anybody. Nobody. Nobody. So um, with that, I say, I want you to enjoy your Wednesday. I hope this lesson has edified you. If it pricked your heart, I hope it did in a good way so that you can learn, live, learn, and grow. That's what these lessons are for. I feel like, and a lot of people say when they when they hear me talk, it's like I'm their sister, their auntie. I'm glad. I'm going to take that as a compliment because I feel like I am your sister or your auntie or your daughter or whatever it is. Okay? I feel like it. Uh, and that's how I'm going to talk to you and relate to you like that. So if you hear me say damn every once in a while or hell, it is what it is. I'm not hurting nobody, and it's in the scriptures. 
So with that, I say enjoy your Wednesday and until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.